Okay, we will go ahead and get started now. So good morning, everyone. Uh, again, if you just joined, um, quick reminder to keep your mic muted and your camera off. Um, we will have a question and answer session at the end of the presentation. So at that point, you can unmute. Um, during the session, if you'd like to post uh, a question in the chat window, I'll keep an eye on that and I can relay those as well. All right, and then this morning, we are talking to Jason Franzella, who is, I just got his full title, Director of Enterprise Architecture and Information Security, uh, Tech Wizard for short. Uh, and Jason this morning is going to take us through some digital tools to help us work a little bit more efficiently. Um, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and hand off to Jason, who's going to walk us through some stuff. Can everyone see my screen? Looks like uh, yeah. yeah, I'm seeing your desktop right now. Yeah, so um, I've set up a new account to show you some features and capabilities of uh, Windows and some an office that maybe you don't know about that could hopefully uh, make you more efficient in your daily activities. I'm not going to deep dive in any specific tool. Uh, instead, I'm going to show you uh, a few tips in different areas of tools you use every day and hopefully introduce you to some tools you don't know about. <clears throat> so what I'm actually going to do is start by doing the things I would do with a, a new account. So at setup, I'm going to actually start by pinning some apps to the taskbar so I can get to them easily, right? So you can actually go right into the menu and you can pin these to the start and you can also pin them to the taskbar. So, you know, I use these regularly. Just did not mean to open PowerPoint. <laughs> So now we've got some apps pinned to the taskbar and we can open them automatically anytime from the taskbar. Uh, we don't have to use the start menu anymore. Um, another thing I regularly do when I set up a computer is set up the print screen button so it uses snip and sketch, which is a screen snipping tool in Windows. So we can just hit the Windows button and it brings up the search and you can just type what you're looking for. So I'm going to get snip and sketch. I'm go to the settings. And I'm going to use this capability, use the print screen button to open screen snipping. It'll take me over and do another part of settings. You actually have to scroll down. This isn't super intuitive and turn on the print screen button. So now when I hit print screen. I actually get a screen snipping capability built in that automatically snips my screen. And uh, that would have shown a notification, but we're, you know, since I'm sharing it didn't, here's the screen snip so I can actually get to it. Another thing I regularly set up is um, being able to uh, save multiple, uh, your history on your, uh, of your clipboard. So you can go back in history if you need to. So you can, again, you can go to settings. This time you can just search for clipboard. Go to clipboard settings and turn on save multiple items to the clipboard to use later, which I've just turned on. Um, now, if I just type something and copy it, if I hit Windows V, I can actually see that I still have the screen snip in my clipboard too. 
So it'll actually let you get multiple items and and you could just cl click on the item to paste it where you're where you're working. Did, did you say that was Windows B? Windows V is in Victor. Oh, V. Okay. It's, whoops, it's just like it's it basically the paste shortcut with Windows oh. instead of control. OK. Um, next, uh, I find this uh, useful. So so basically um, when I'm looking at documents, um, I want to see the file extension and it's not shown by default. So I go to view and add file extensions and now I see the extensions of all my files. Um, I actually wish we made the image of our system so that automatically showed this. I think this is a, an, as much as anything else, it's a security feature. Uh, you don't want to think that something's a document, but really it's an executable. So, and then another thing I do when I set up my machine is in Microsoft Edge, it's not currently syncing. You want to go in and turn on sync. So when you save your shortcuts from your uh, uh, in, in your history, history, it automatically will be in your uh, new browser anytime you open it to. So when you move from machine to machine over time, you'll save all of your shortcuts. This is a demo account, so I don't actually have any shortcuts uh, added yet. And then the last one, which is sort of a uh, more of a fun one, it depends how you want to work, is using dark mode. Um, so uh, uh, many of you probably use dark mode now on your cell phone. So uh, instead of looking at a lot of bright screens, you look at a lot of dark screens and it uh, is less stressful on your eyes. I know as I get older, I appreciate dark mode a lot more. Uh, you can actually go into the color settings uh, of, uh, and you can change to dark and it'll move your apps to dark mode. You'll notice the browser bar is now in dark mode too. And then you can also enable this in Office. So if I open Outlook and go to File and Options. Come on, Options, where are you? That's interesting. Options, there we go. Um, on Office theme, you can either change it to dark or you could just use system setting. And since our system is now in dark mode, the app should now be in dark mode. So now Explorer, et cetera, are working in dark mode. Another thing that I think is um, useful that a lot, a lot of people aren't fully aware of is uh, a lot of people know you can slide to the left or right and snap your screens. But you can also do this with your keyboard. So if you hold the Windows button down and hit arrow keys, so you arrow left or right, it'll move it around. If you have more than one screen, it'll move it across the screens. If you arrow up, it full screens it. If it's on the side and you arrow up, you get a quarter of the screen. So we can actually set screens up where I've got multiple windows. This works a little better when you're at a higher resolution. I, purposely lowered my resolution uh, so that it was easier to see what I was doing in, in a Teams meeting. Um, and then the other thing that's useful that a lot of people aren't fully aware of here is you can actually grab the middle 
and slide one side over more than the other. So maybe I only need a little bit of the browser, but I want a lot more of my mail client. You can actually have some choice of how much you, you squeeze these things. So next, I actually, oops, sorry. Next, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, notifications panel. So a lot of people don't really pay a lot of attention here, but you get notifications for different things. Um, uh, your, the screenshots I took would pop up here, et cetera. But also it's useful to see that when you expand this, you have a lot more capabilities here. So um, you can actually start uh, messing with, you can, you can change your um, notifications so you get less notifications by changing the mode here. You can also manage your notifications. So for instance, if you don't wanna hear a sound every time you get an email uh, uh, in the pop-up notification, you can turn that off. Okay, so next I'm gonna jump into Outlook, show you a little bit about Outlook, uh, some, some neat features that you may not be aware of. So um, the contact card is really useful for, uh, you can highlight a person, you can see all their contact information, you can send them a message or an email. You can also jump into their org chart. And so you can select other people in the org chart and move through the org chart. And for these people, you can also, should work, it's not doing it right now. Uh, that's funny just because I'm trying to do it, it won't. Um, you should, I should be able to write here. There we go. Um, I can also message these people and mail these people and open their outlook or I could add a contact right now in any of these areas too. So this contact card functionality is really useful. Another thing to see is so uh, it's reply to this email. <clears throat> so if I wanted to add someone to this, um, I can start typing their name and it'll 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 show the suggestion. Um, I can also uh, hit Control K to get an autocomplete and and choose from here. Another useful thing is if I'm talking about if I'm trying to email somebody and I want someone else involved, I can actually just at mention them. So here I can say, Hey, I'm adding at Miles. And I've added Miles, and he automatically added to the email bar, and so now he's involved. And he sees the at mentioned in the middle of the mail and knows that I'm talking about him there, so that maybe this is where I'm going to assign a task for him to understand he needs to do. Now, the, at, the at mentions are very useful. It's also very useful in Teams uh, when you're doing Teams chats because it'll, it'll call out to that person and they'll get a, a message. The other thing I want to point out um, while we're doing this is, uh, you know, from a security perspective, if you have any concern about the email, you can just go up to report message and report it as junk. Or if you're getting a, a lot of, uh, sorry, report it as phishing. Or if you're getting a lot of, uh, you're getting emails from people you don't want, you can just block them as junk right here, and you won't get any more emails from that sender. 
So it's actually really easy to prevent that. Um, while we're talking about kind of managing your inbox, the other thing it's useful to understand is you've got a focused mailbox where Outlook tries to put the mail that you think matters and an other where it puts mail that uh, it thinks is less important. You can manage this uh, by saying move this uh, move this to focus or always move this to focus. So now if I get a message from Teams, it'll always be in the focused inbox, right? And you can do the same with focus. So say you get newsletters, you care about them, but you don't want them you know, immediately notifying you. You can mark those uh, to, to always go to other. And as you do that over time, your mailbox gets smarter and smarter about what it's looking at and your mail gets more relevant to you. So. Uh, on the calendar side, <clears throat> something I found useful is is actually tagging uh, uh, meetings. So let's say I wanted this meeting to be um, uh, this meeting to be a different uh, color because I need to prepare for it. I can right click here. Whoops. I can right click here and I can go to categories and let's go to all categories and edit one and let's rename this one to uh, requires prep. Right. And now I can just come on. I can categorize this as requires prep, and it'll be a different color than the rest of the mails, uh, the, the rest of the meetings, and remind me easily and visually uh, that I need to do something. Another thing that's useful here is if you schedule lots of meetings with people and it's the same people all the time. Uh, working in the uh, scheduling assistant in Outlook is really kind of a pain, but instead what you can do is you can actually add their calendar from the address book. So one of my employees ca uh, calendars and I will merge it here. So now I can see in the calendar view when people are available without having to try and create a meeting and then look in the meeting. I find this uh, in, invaluable. The, uh, the other thing that's important to note is that calendar is now in my shared calendars list uh, and I can check it and uncheck it anytime I want. So I can put uh, and I can group these into other groups. Uh, this also has people that uh, are re report to you in uh, automatically in here already. Um, so, and you can just and you can also create other different groups. So maybe you work with a team regularly and you want to check all of them together. You can check that uh, checkbox and add all their calendars. And right, so I can add all these calendars. You'll just see that we that we all live in meetings once I do this. <laughs> so you can see all our calendars. Um, but uh, but and try and find a time. Of course, we don't have any time because we apparently are overbooked. Uh, is a very useful capability. Um, the other thing that I think uh, a lot of people aren't aware of is you can take meeting notes uh, in OneNote <clears throat> for a meeting. I can either click right click and choose meeting notes or I can actually just click up in this dot bar and choose meeting notes. It's going to open this in my OneNote. It's going to ask me where do I want to put it. I created a tab a little earlier called meetings and I'm going to add it to meetings. Um, and now you can actually see 
the meeting is already added and I can check who actually showed up. I can see the actual original meeting message details, but now I can take notes. Uh, and uh, I can actually even at the end of this uh, email my notes out to everyone that attended. So it actually automatically knew who attended and now I can send them the notes I took. That's a really useful feature. And when you <coughs> work in teams in a shared notebook, you could actually use the, uh, the, the notebook for the team and everyone already actually has the notebook too. You can see all those notes. So while we're in OneNote, uh, let's just talk a little about OneNote. Uh, OneNote is one of my favorite apps. Uh, uh, definitely helped me get through note taking in college. <laughs> um, OneNote's great on the the mobile devices too. Um, you can uh, OneNote doesn't have a save button because no matter what you do, whatever you do, it's saving the whole time. So you never have to worry about if you save the document. Um, every note you create. Uh, is searchable, so I can go look at. I can start typing and it, it'll uh, find whatever note I'm looking for. Um, you can actually even use uh, the mobile app to take pictures of documents and it'll automatically capture the text of those documents. So even the, the text in, uh, in the picture is a searchable. Um, and you can also, when you share a notebook, uh, everyone that it's shared with can edit the notebook at the same time. So it's not like, the, the, you know, every time you share uh, save to a file share, you end up having a lot of troubles with versioning and, oh, uh, you know, Mike already has that document open, so I can't open it. You don't have any of those problems with OneNote. Okay, um, and the other thing that's useful about OneNote is quick notes. So I used to uh, always take notes by opening Notepad and then typing a note. Oops, that's off the side. And leaving it open on my desktop and then never saving it. And then <laughs> when I rebooted, I lost the note. Um, instead, uh, with, with OneNote, uh, you can hit Alt Windows N and you get a note. And you can just close it and let's open it again. Windows N, new note. Uh, and you can actually, if you just expand it, you'll see that my first note's already there. All my notes are saved. And again, it's all searchable. Um, it's a great way <clears throat> to take notes uh, quickly when you're talking to someone and you don't want to lose them. They're always there and available, and OneNote is super powerful to take these notes and do more with later. <clears throat> you can even, for instance, uh, oops, that's the wrong button. You can even turn these into, uh, into a checklist. So you can, sit, you can mark and check things off that you need to do. 
And later, if you want to go search for tags, you can actually find things that are that, that are checked or unchecked and see what stuff you need to, to finish checking. So a lot of great capabilities in OneNote. Let's jump into Edge. So uh, for those of you that aren't aware, Edge, is, Edge and Chrome are pretty much the same app. Uh, a while back, Microsoft uh, adopted the Chromium engine, which is the open source engine underneath uh, Chrome, and then added some of their own features, uh, which they also uh, put into the open source environment for other groups. So um, we don't, we, we still have Chrome installed, uh, but you don't really need to use Chrome ever because Edge and Chrome are both fully compatible now. Um, some of the things I wanted to show here is, well, one of the first things that uh, a lot of times you'd love to get a screenshot of what's on a page, but you can't get the whole page. It's actually built in. So you can go to uh, web capture and you can say capture full page. So that's that was just in the, the, the settings dot 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 and it's web capture. There's also a control shift S shortcut, but I don't use it enough to, to memorize a shortcut. Then you hit capture full page. Now you've actually got the note, uh, the, the, the image, and you can actually even do some editing and save this and send it to people. Um, so useful screenshot capability a lot of people aren't aware of. Uh, another thing that's useful is tab groups. Um, so let me this is this is just RushNet. I'm just going to open a few of the apps from Office 365. So I can actually select this and then shift select all the others and then right click and say add to a news tabs group and I'm going to name this O365. And now I've got a group of tabs. I can add another tab outside the group. Let's go to Google and Wikipedia. Now I can group these. Let's just uh, call this uh, research. Now I can actually collapse these groups so that I've got groups, so you know maybe you've got a group of uh, Rush internal websites. Maybe another one is a list of our, you know, OEM websites you're working in on a regular basis. So now it's easier to manage. You can also put this on the side. So just up at the top, you can choose vertical or horizontal tabs. So and you can hide these tabs away when you don't need it. So uh, another capability a lot of people aren't aware of, but let's just put this back on the top. Now, another thing you can do is save these into collections. So I can sit, right click this and add this tab group to a new collection. And add this tab group to a new collection. And then I will just open a new window. You know, your collections are over here. I can right click on this and say open all four. Um, I can go back here and open these two and now I've got both collections open again so I can save this uh, for whenever I want to use it I don't have to 
open and get my windows right every time that I want it working. Um, and also you can move these around if you don't like the order they're in. Uh, move stuff around inside them. So really useful collections and tab groups in organizing your work, uh, especially as we work more and more in the web browser. Then I did want to talk a little bit about uh, RushNet. So RushNet is a Microsoft SharePoint site and this little icon here, it's called the Waffle, the app launcher. Um, there are a lot of apps actually available to you to use. Um, a crazy number of apps actually. Um, a lot of people aren't aware of what many of these are. Um, a few I'd point out that are worth looking at. Um, Planner is an app that lets you um, put together tasks in a group. So if you want to track all your tasks together, uh, Planner is great at doing that. Uh, to do is an app for personal tasks, and it actually works with Planner. So when you have a, a task assigned in Planner, it all, they also show up in To Do. To Do is also a, like a consumer uh, a free app uh, from Microsoft. So if you want to put a shopping list together or track some tasks you have, you can do that in To Do. Um, and then newer is Microsoft Lists. Um, it's kind of like an amped up uh, spreadsheet uh, uh, with, uh, with list items that you can coordinate and collaborate on. I don't think we'll get into any of this today, but in a, in a future session, I could definitely show people how lists work. So uh, just a whole bunch of stuff here that is is worth understanding. All of these are turned on for everyone that, that works at Rush um, by default. So. Next, I'm going to jump into Teams. So, um, I, I don't know how many people are using Teams now. A lot of times people are just using Teams for a chat client uh, and, uh, and to do meetings, but uh, you can also create groups to, uh, to, to work in together. Um, here, I've created a, a team and uh, you know people you can reply back and forth right and so you can you can chat inside this team uh, there's also files inside the team so you can work in files together um, this is a great place to work in files because for instance if I want to work in this document um, if multiple people can work in this document together at the same time. This is really useful in in uh, in oops, in uh, Word and Excel when you're trying to work as a team um, and you're running into problems with versioning. Um, the, a, a useful thing here if you're using Teams much is to be aware that instead of opening it in the Teams viewer, you can just click this dot here and you can open it directly in in the app. So it'll automatically open in the full version of Word or Excel or whatever you're working in. And because it's in a save, it's uh, because it's in a team, it's automatically saving and updating. So this is the same for SharePoint or OneDrive. Uh, you don't have to hit save when you put something in SharePoint or OneDrive. Um, also, when you share it with people, 
uh, you can only share internally at the moment. We're working on external share, but when you share it with people, you just send them a link, and now, um, and you can you can either send a message here, uh, so I can send it to myself. Or I could just copy the link and paste it into a chat, right? So I could just copy it and, and paste it back into the chat. So I just searched for my name here and that came up. Uh, and now the, the file is shared uh, through the chat. Um, while we're looking at searching up here, another really useful capability is just like in uh, Outlook, uh, there's the ability to actually see the org chart. I really like the org chart in this. So if I go to the organization tab for a user, I can now see the org chart and walk it. So I can drill my way down into the org chart. And again, I can message any of these people. Um, so. I could just, just start a message right here. Right. Um, uh, and if someone shared files with me, I can actually see or I've shared files with them. I can actually see it in the files tab. So this is the file I just shared. They can also see the file I just shared in their files tab in the chat. So when you're trying to figure out where the hell is, you know, I think uh, Sarah shared a file with me last week, but I can't find it in the chat. You can literally just go to the files tab. Um, Another thing I want to point out here is um, you can pop chats out now. So uh, this has always been a pain uh, when you're, especially when you're in a, a Teams meeting and you're trying to do things. It's really useful to have a separate window to chat in. And so you can pop chats out. You can also pin chats. So if you chat with someone all the time, you can pin it to the top. You can also do that with teams. I'm only in one team in this uh, account, but I can also pin this team to the top. Uh, I don't see pin. Maybe it's because I only have one team, but I should be able to pin this team. Oh, maybe it's by channel. I think it's pinned by channel. Yeah, I can pin the channel. Um, so the other thing I wanted to show, uh, we'll go back to files. Uh, so if we go to the files on this, uh, it can be a bit cumbersome to work in files here, and sometimes you want to actually see the files on your uh, in your Explorer. So you can simply hit sync here, and it's going to talk to to OneDrive, and it's going to get it synced. Now, if I go to Explorer, there's this new section called Rush Enterprises, and this these are all the files for the team. So. Uh, you know, for instance, if I wanted to over here, if I wanted to grab a bunch of files and put them in multiple different subfolders, or if I have a bunch of files on my machine and I want to add them, it's it's kind of a pain to do that. But in Explorer, you can you can actually just go in and you know I can drag a, a dra I can drag a copy of file over here and copy another one into the folder. And then when I come back to this, and there's a refresh button somewhere in here. Let's just jump back. Now that file's been added, 
and the file's been added in the subfolder. And um, you can see that this file is actually, uh, the status of these files, the, one, the ones that are in uh, the show cloud, they're just up in the cloud. I've never copied them down. This one was actually on my computer, so I've got a copy of it. If I go in here, uh, get there yet? And add some content. That should synchronize to here. Oops, let's close the dialog box. Well, of course it hasn't showed up yet. It should automatically update, uh, so it doesn't take very long. Um, and and you and so you've always got a view of the data that's in the cloud and it's synchronizing back and forth when you need it. Um, so this is a great way to be able to to work with files and and also in apps that don't um, that don't understand SharePoint or Teams. So like in Notepad. Notepad doesn't you can't save to SharePoint or Teams, but since I added this uh, this link and I'm synchronizing, I can actually go in here and I can save this as the brand new file and it shows up here and it shows up in the team. So uh, really useful for being able to uh, manage files. Um, another thing that's useful to do here is we're in this team. I, uh, I can I can actually go in and add tabs so I can add a OneNote tab and we'll just uh, cre create a new uh, notebook. And we can add multiple, uh, multiple multiple notes. We can also then open this directly in OneNote. And you can see that that someone's uh, that basically me online has uh, added items. Uh, and I can add, add more items uh, and it will actually end up in, in short time syncing right back to here. Uh, so you'll see that um, it's a really useful way for you to work in a team and have notes together. The other thing that you can add here that's really useful is uh, a plan. So, oh, there we go. 
So Planner, I talked a little bit before, it's a place where you can create uh, groups of tasks. So um, I might want to create several categories of tasks. So we we're just since we're talking about these different things, I may have a task for Windows and a task for Outlook. Uh, and I, so I can create these different buckets to add tasks in. And then, um, I can create the task, uh, assign a due date, you know, assign it to someone. And now I've got a task here. Um, you can go into these tasks and you can add notes. Uh, you can add checklist items. So say you wanted to, you know, And these these can automatically add to the card, uh, so then you can check off your tasks as you're doing them. Uh, you can also go into these tasks, and you can say, well, you know, it's in progress. Um, you can add attachments, uh, so uh, you can move these tasks between buckets. Uh, when I mark this task complete. When I mark this task complete, it'll basically hide it off the task list. Um, you can actually even see, I've only got one task, but you can see a schedule view of your tasks. You can get information about how many tasks, who they're assigned to, etc. So it's a really useful way of, um, of working. And you'll automatically for these for this task, if you set a due date, when it's coming up on the due date, the person that assigned to will get a reminder. Um, you can also look at these tasks uh, directly. Let's see, where is it at? Uh, where's the button? Uh, you can look at this directly in, in the in the web. So if we just go back to RushNet and Planner. You can see that I've got tasks and you can and you can look at what tasks are in here. So. Um, that's that's actually where I was planning on stopping. I think we're actually right about time. I'm impressed. I actually got that close to, <laughs> to not going way over or way under. <laughs> so, <laughs> well executed. <laughs> I don't know if anyone has any questions or if there's any areas uh, people would like me to cover another time. There's a whole bunch of capabilities that we have uh, that are very powerful. So, uh, yeah, if anybody has a question, uh, if you either put it in the chat, I can really it or uh, feel free to unmute yourself and you can ask now. This is Eric. I, I'd love to go through maybe deeper on how you organize your OneNote. I end up getting a lot of uh, disorganization. I try and get stuff in there, but it's definitely not organized. Yeah, I, um, yeah I'll have to just show you in mine since you work with me. I can, <laughs> or we can do a, <laughs> another session about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's right when you go to OneNote, um, it, it's basically you've got tabs, 
you've got you've got a set of notes and, and you actually just think of this like a literal spiral you know notebook with tabs and so you can put multiple notes with each tab uh, and um and then you can actually have multiple different notebooks you can even do tab groups uh inside so you have a, one group of a multiple different sub tabs but that gets kind of cumbersome um the main thing that uh, that i do regularly is um so i i have um let's switch back to this demo notebook i have a meetings tab where i put all my meetings um unless they're specific to a team that always meets together then you can actually save them in that separate notebook i also do one-on-ones uh as meetings so uh you know uh, i'll have a one-on-ones tab uh, and say i'm you know uh, right and i'll and i'll take notes throughout the week for my one-on-one -on -one meetings so that we can cover them uh in the next one-on-one -on -one. so this is kind of pre meeting notes where I'm actually just kind of prepping for a meeting and, and these are notes of actual meetings as we're attending them so um, and the other thing is uh, to, uh, if you're if you're using teams much making sure that you have notebooks for the team so you can share it right so if uh, we've got an information security team for instance and uh, when we have meetings uh, we keep all the notes in there and it's very easy to, for everyone to go back and look at the notes and they can also edit the notes, right? So when I, here, let me show you one more thing here. So when I create this meeting and go to meeting notes, you can actually share meeting notes, right? And uh, if you've got it set up because you're in the same team and you share meeting notes, I, usually I just use the team's notes. And that way, even during the meeting, the team's able to edit the notes uh, while you're editing them too. So multiple people can take notes at the same time and, and work in your notes. So. Oh yeah, I like that. I haven't used that. Have you got a meeting this afternoon, Miles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, any other questions? Oh, you know what? I missed something I wanted to show. Um, uh, sorry, I was. Where are we at? When I was showing Teams, there was something important I actually wanted to point out. So there's a Learn tab in Teams, right? And for some reason, it's not wanting to load, maybe because of my settings right now. Great. Just because I wanted to show it to you, it's not going to load. Tell you what, I'll show it to you from my other account. So. Um, one second here.
so. So, um, there's a, can you, can you see my window now? Yeah, I can. Yeah. So, um, when you go to the learn tab, we've actually set up learning on multiple different topics. So you can get, uh, uh, multiple different courses to go look at specifically about a program or you can work through a subject. So, so you want to just uh, get a, a, a set of, uh, courses on effective meetings. There's actually a, you can work your way through these different courses. And it'll work. You'll, there's multiple meet, uh, different courses you can go through. They're quick uh, and easy, but they give you details uh, that are useful. Um, and this is all just built in to Teams and, uh, and, and Office 365. So there's a whole bunch of content uh, that's out there available for you to use and uh, they're adding content all the time. So just go to the learn tab in your teams and, and you can get all sorts of useful stuff. All right. Anybody else have any other questions? OK, in that case. Uh, I'm putting the survey in the chat right now. If anybody wants to pop in and do that now, um, the survey uh, this time, you know, Jason did mention there's other other tools that he can go into into depth on. Um, so if you have any questions about that, if that is something you're interested in, then the survey is the the way to do that. I do read this. Um, I'll also send the survey in the follow up email. Um, next month, our uh, session is going to be on uh, change management. Um, and so be looking for the announcement for that. Um, and I'll be I'll be handling that one myself. Um, so uh, for today, Jason, I really appreciate it. That was a ton of content. Uh, it was, thank you for being generous with your time and with your, yeah, no with your uh, endless technology. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for being here. Um, the recording will be posted and that'll go out uh, in the follow up as well. So um, if there's something you missed, if you want to go back and look at something or if you want to recommend this to somebody else, there will be a link for that. So, all right. Thank you very much. Everybody have a good weekend. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jason.